Welcome to The Howler, your weekly look into the state of Wolfpack Athletics. Now let's go to your hosts, Ethan Barry and Madison Bell. Welcome into another edition of The Howler. Ethan Barry and Madison Bell alongside you once again. Madison, how are you doing this evening? I'm good. How are you? Pretty good. We're uh, on the stretch run, I guess you could say, of... uh, the athletic season, I think that's uh, fair to say. Football, basketball over at this point. Really, I think all the winter sports are over, if I'm not mistaken. Um, what else? Yeah, wrestling's done, swimming, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, headed down the stretch, and uh, now I guess the focus turns to uh, to baseball, and obviously uh, the NFL draft is coming up, and uh, um, basketball is probably going to be making some additions over the next couple months, but let's go ahead and start with uh, women's basketball. It came up short against Mississippi State um, in the Sweet 16. I didn't watch any of the game. Did you? Um, I did, actually. Um, hung pretty close there, actually. Yeah. A lot closer after the first half than I thought it was going to be. No offense to our women's basketball team, Mississippi State is just yeah, they're good. absolutely amazing. Um, but we played great. Super proud of this team. Um, definitely performed a lot better than everyone was expecting. So kudos to them for even making it that far. Yeah, certainly. I mean, anytime you make the Sweet 16 in women's basketball, that means you're doing something right. Because we were talking about this, you never see any upsets in women's basketball. No, you really don't. And, you know, you look at the Final Four and it's like all the one seeds. Like, it's boring. (laughs) But, you know, like every team in the Elite Eight was like a one or a two and there was like one three seed in there. Mm -hmm. And so it's just kind of like, you know, you know what's going to happen. But, you know, coming into the year, I think the women were projected like 10th in the ACC or something like that. Maybe 11th. And uh, to come in, finish fifth in the conference, and make it to the semifinals of the tournament where they really gave Louisville all they could handle mm-hmm. in the semifinals. So a great year when, once again, everybody thought it was going to be a rebuilding year after losing uh, four starters, four senior starters. But, look, you got to give Wes Moore, you know, his kudos. He's, he's done an excellent job, and this might have been his finest work yet. I mean – He's just such a good coach. Yeah. You know? He doesn't he doesn't recruit that well, but in terms of developing players and in game coaching, I mean it's it's hard to do much better than him. And, I mean, uh, they talked about that on the selection show too, how being NC State, it's like women's basketball, it's hard to compete with the other programs recruiting wise, but it's they so talk- top heavy. Yeah, they were talking about how Wes Moore does an absolutely fantastic job with what he's given when it comes to recruiting. Mm-hmm. And that's what you have to do. And then, you know, you turn around and say, hey, we made the Sweet 16 when you go out recruiting. And then you get better players. And that's how you climb the ladder. And, uh, you know, that's what the women's team is doing. Wes Moore is, uh, I mean, I think you could make an argument. He's the he's the best coach, you know. He might be the best coach on this campus, honestly. I'd probably say he's the most underrated. Yeah. Because, I mean, obviously you have Doran and Keats, and then 
Braden Holloway with swimming and diving and Pat Papalizia with wrestling. That's who everybody knows. And Elliot Avon, obviously, but I don't know. Wes Moore, Wes Moore might be the best. I think you could make a uh, legitimate argument. That's, that's actually a pretty interesting discussion to have. We could have mm-hmm. that now, or we could, we can probably, we'll do it another day when there's uh, less to talk about, but, yeah. <laughs> um, I, it just goes to show you the job that Debbie has done. And that's also another discussion for another day. Mm, but, yep. uh, like I said, excellent woman season. It's really sad to see, uh, Chelsea Nelson go. Um, she's just been an excellent player here. Um, and Akila Mays really had a nice senior mm-hmm. season too. Um, I think she came in averaging like two points per game yeah. in her career or something like that. And she averaged 10 this year. So, so she did a great job. I think, um, I can't remember where I read it or saw it, but what I, I remember Wes Moore said that he wished he redshirted her, her mm-hmm. freshman year so that he had another year to work with her. But what red shirting is rare in basketball. It's hard to, it's hard to look back. I mean, hindsight's always twenty twenty. So, mm-hmm. um, Kudos to them on their career, and uh, I don't think Chelsea Nelson's basketball career is over. Yeah, I don't think so either. Even if she does, I mean, I'm not a WNBA scout. I'm not going to sit here and pretend to be, but I remember one of the broadcasts they were talking about, she has the potential to to make the WNBA, and look, even if she doesn't, she can go overseas and make money. That's exactly what Mm -hmm. Maya Spencer did. And Dominique Wilson. And Dominique Wilson. And uh, I think Chelsea's right there with them in mm-hmm. terms of, of talent. So um, They said something about Chelsea being second round, second, third round. So I have no idea how many rounds there even are. That's what the broadcaster said. Yeah. So I'm going to guess that there's two or three rounds. <laughs> At least three rounds yeah. if she's the second or third rounder. So, yeah, so uh, great job by them, Wes Moore. And I think that team's going to be pretty good next year. Um, they'll need some help on the interior. Because they were so good, they were such a good rebounding team this year. But mm-hmm. you return Kiara Leslie, uh, Ace Koenig, and Kayla Ely. That's gonna be a pretty good, uh, pretty good backcourt. Yep. And uh, so we'll see what happens there. We also uh, have to talk about baseball. They uh, won two out of three against Georgia Tech last weekend. Uh, really put themselves behind the eight ball in the series. They gave up, was it like five or six runs in the first inning against Georgia Tech mm-hmm. on a Friday night? And um, it wasn't a good start, but uh, State lost that game and uh, bounced back to win game two of the doubleheader. I can't remember what the score of that game was. And then uh, won yesterday on a big comeback. That was State's – yesterday was State's third five-run comeback of the season. Yikes. I haven't decided if that's a good thing or a bad thing yet. Mm, yeah, I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> Falling behind That's why I said yikes. Run. I was like, oh. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, you could make an argument either way about whether or not that's good. But I don't know. I mean, yesterday, yesterday was certainly good because Georgia Tech did not hit the ball hard uh, getting out to their 5 nothing lead. I think they had like a three run, literally it was a blooper and it just, the way our, the way our outfield was so deep that it ju- it was a three run blooper. It was literally what it was. And they had a couple infield singles. They had another blooper. Um, and so, you know, they were up five, nothing, but they weren't exactly 
knocking the ball around. I honestly, I mean, we were hitting the ball harder than they were at that point in the game. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was only a matter of time before we came back, and that's exactly what happened. Um, and then there's the lovely Georgia Tech player, English, was it? Yeah. That said that he thought he was that they were better than us. Oh, yeah, 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 on Twitter. I guess yeah. Georgia Tech does something where they interview players for their... It looks like post-game interviews yeah. for Twitter. Yeah, and... Uh, <laughs> So the English, their starting pitcher yesterday, says said I I can't remember the exact quote, but um, it was something like if we played them, it wasn't very well spoken. No, it wasn't. It was if we play them nine times out of ten, six times out of six or seven times out of ten, yeah, we'd beat them. And it was just like do what now? <laughs> yeah. So he, you know, he taking got a his- fraction of a fraction. <laughs> that's the kind of math I like to see. So, the point, everybody got his point that he thinks Georgia Tech's better than NC State. Not to be that guy, but he's wrong. <laughs> uh, Georgia Georgia Tech is not better than NC State. They're not bad. No, they're not a bad team. They might make the tournament. But uh, NC State's a lot better. And uh, they didn't see NC State's best, really. No. I'd say they maybe saw a C-plus or B-minus from NC State. Um and that's what you got to do if you can play like that and and beat you know good baseball teams that's that's how you prove how good you are and you know you're not going to you're not going to bring your A game every game that's just not how it works like the last week state beat swept clemson and obviously to go on the road and sweep clemson you've just i mean that's it's a big deal right and you're not going to you're not going to do that by with your C plus game, right? Yeah. So obviously, state played state played their A A game all week last week, and you're not going to do that every week. You're just not. It's not how sports work. And so for state to come back, win two out of three, and um, like I said, a good Georgia Tech team. They've got a really good offense, and uh, their first pitcher on Friday was really good. But um, state was state was showed their guts really, and and came back to win. Mm-hmm. Uh, the series, so Tristan English can think whatever he thinks, but you know, <laughs> it's a good thought. Um, Critical thinking skills. Yeah. Um, and really, I mean, I don't. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. We're just gonna move on. <laughs> I could talk about that all day. Um, so yeah, baseball team. I went twenty and four, seven and two in the ACC, a two-game lead in the Atlantic Division, and uh, first in the conference. Um. Look, I mean, we could talk about the baseball team all day. I could talk about the baseball team all day. But uh, they're good. And um, they're almost halfway through the season. This week, after this week, they'll be halfway through the season. And so if you think it's just like a fluke or, you know, they're playing well for two, three, four weeks, well, this is going on seven weeks now. I want to say. I'm not sure how many weeks it's been. But, you know, they've done – They've done this for half of the season, and uh, well, I get almost half the season. But uh, it's 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 not a fluke anymore. You know, they're mm-hmm. they're just a really good team. And uh, you know, moving forward, the one thing you you want to see if you can get consistency from Beeline and Piedmont, you already Grandpa know, Johnny. Yeah, if you can get consistency from those two guys, then 
that's when you like start to look at like, all right, is this team a top five team? Are they good enough to make it to Omaha? And uh, the bullpen's really good. The lineup's really good. Brian Brown is really good. But, you know, if you can just get one good start, you, they don't. I mean, if they if they both pitch as well as they can, then you're looking at like, okay, this team could win the national championship. But we won't get go ahead of yourself, right? We won't go that far yet because they haven't proven that they can do it. Um, Beeline was excellent against Clemson. Then he came back, didn't make it out of the first inning. Piedmont didn't pitch against Clemson, and I think he got hit pretty hard by BC the week before. And then he came back and threw six shutout innings against Georgia Tech. So. If they can start to string good good starts together, and like I said, you only need one of them. If you get one good start from each of them per weekend, you're going to win the series. Yeah. So, um, you know, we'll see. The team's 7-2 in the ACC. 18 ACC wins pretty much guarantees you that you're going to host a regional. I mean, 17 wins probably guarantees you're going to host a regional. So, say it's really, I mean – not to lower the bar, but you've just got to play 500 ball the rest of the way just to host a regional. And, you know, you play better than 500, and you're going to start to look at, you know, hosting a super regional um, as well. If you make it past regionals. If you make it past regionals, right. Um, so, I don't know. We'll see. It's exciting. It's, you know, State really proved their mettle by going to sweep Clemson, I think. And now it's just taking care of business. Because now you go to Virginia Tech this week. Virginia Tech's one of the worst teams in the ACC. That's a team that State should uh, certainly win the series. It's hard to ask a team to sweep on the road. I know State just did that to Clemson, but it's it's so hard to sweep a series, uh, especially on the road. So certainly you expect to win two out of three there. Then you go to Louisville, um, and Louisville's not as good as they've usually been. They lost to Clemson last week. They lost to Wake Forest a couple weeks ago. Um, and now they play Florida State this week, and then obviously State comes to town. So th- that's a team that could have lost two series in a row uh, with State coming to town. So Louisville's dangerous, but it, th- it's not a – I mean, Louisville's been one of the best teams in the country for the last three, four years, mm-hmm. and they're not that this year. So that's another <laughs> series State can win. Um, but, you know, we'll see. It's exciting times. Like I said, State – I was talking to somebody today uh, – <clears throat> And uh, they said they were starting to think about making plans for the regional, for hosting a regional. And, uh, you know, that just kind of tells you where this team is at. They've got – and the thing – the best part about the start is they've got room to slip up. Like if you lose two series in a row here, it's not the end of the world. You know, you're still – you're still right on schedule if you do that. Obviously, we don't want that to happen, but we'll see. Any thoughts on the baseball team? You were there all three – uh, days. Yes, or I all was. three games. Um, what's really stuck out to me was the continuous battling. You know, like this, te- like this team really showed. I know you've already said it. Really showed their guts this past weekend. Didn't give up the entire weekend. Did not have a great start Friday afternoon at all. That was painful, right, to watch. But I mean, it like. Sometimes you got to battle, and this team showed that they can do that. And not only can they battle, they can come back and win. So I think that that's it's pretty big. I told you that I thought it was kind of a wake up call. Yes, for them. like it was a little. Would you say of humble pie? Humble pie, yeah. Say? After you know coming off sweeping Clemson, all right, you're in the top ten now. 
And uh, I think State just kind of showed up at that first game and was like, all right. All right, we're here. Yep, game's over. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for coming. And Georgia Tech wasn't having any of it. Yeah. And got to give them credit. They came in. They're ready the, to play. That's the thing about being a top 10 team. you got yeah. a target on your back, and everybody wants to play you and beat you. Uh, so State got that humble pie. The game was, I think the final score was like 13-4, to four, but the game was really closer than that. State had multiple chances to get back in the mm-hmm. game, and they couldn't. But it, it's fine. You're going to lose games, and uh, that's how baseball works. And not uh, win them all. Right, and they responded so well. Um, Johnny Piedmont led him to victory. So, um, I don't know. I'm excited about the baseball team. I think I think this team is better than the 2015 one that hosted a regional. I'm not really sure. It's hard to compare them with the 2013 team that went to the World Series, but... Uh, you know, that team had two MLB All-Stars. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's just kind of hard to compare them. You know, one through nine, this lineup is certainly better. I mean, this team has a much better – this team has the best lineup I've seen at NC State. I liked yesterday how he – Elliot, he being Elliot, could um <laughs> change the lineup a little bit, and it just kept right on rolling. Right. Like, this team has a lot of depth, too. Yeah. Pinch hitters. There's there's good players on the bench. Yeah, exactly. That's where I was going with that. Mm-hmm. Like it was like nothing. It's like nothing changed. Yeah, I mean the 2013 team had Trey Turner at the top, who's obviously ridiculous, <laughs> and you know he's better than anybody State has this year. But I mean, after that, you had a couple nice you know veterans, and then after that, you get towards the bottom, and you're just kind of like, eh, eh. Well, right now you look at this team's lineup, and you're like all right, who are we getting out? And you're just not really sure. Like, who who on the team are you getting out? Yeah. So, uh, and that's without Steven Patera, who should be back mm-hmm. this week. Um, and in my mind, he steps right back into the leadoff spot. Everybody goes down a spot. Yeah. No so, urge yet on Staley. Yeah. Doesn't look like it's looking good, yeah. according to Elliot Avent. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, I like, I like the lineup a lot. And, uh, like I said, it comes down to the starters, really. Uh, the bullpen is really good. You got Joe O'Donnell at the back. Kent Kleiman has really emerged. Uh, and then you got two freshmen, Nick Sweeney and Reed Johnston, who are both very good. Um, Nolan Cluny has been really good as a JUCO transfer. Staley, as you mentioned, hasn't pitched yet this year. Um, so if State gets him back, you're just adding another weapon. I think that's starting to become a if Staley comes back, not mm-hmm. a when he comes back. Yeah at this point um which is unfortunate it's, it is unfortunate especially when you have a team that's good mm-hmm. you can never have too many good pitchers yeah. in baseball um so yeah we'll see what happens patera should be back this week um keep on keep on keeping on i mean you know win two out of three this week i i looked it up the the end the 2013 team won Six out of their nine ACC series. Yeah, that's pretty nice. And they had one series. They split with Chapel Hill, and then the third game got canceled. Uh, so that's why that's why they didn't have ten series. But uh, so you they won two thirds. States already won. States three and zero in ACC series this year. So look at that team. They were they were very close to hosting. Well, they did host super regionals, but they were very close to hosting super regionals. They're very close to being a top eight national seed is what I'm trying to say. Gotcha. And they hosted the Super Regionals even without being a top eight seed. 
but uh they they didn't win every series they lost three series and uh you know this team is well ahead of schedule for that so we'll see what happens virginia tech this week like i said that's really a series that you have to win um i shouldn't say you have to win but you should there's really no reason to lose to virginia tech but um uh, we'll see what happens anything else to add on baseball pretty much covers it sorry i i could i like to talk about baseball. it's okay <laughs> um uh, it's like story time. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, so what else we have? Basketball. Um, Omir, you're at seven. Yep. Has uh, left the program. Not shocking. No. Not, not surprising. Expected. Uh, it was a little surprising to see that he received his release to transfer to. Um, I think that kind of took took everyone off guard. I don't think any any state fans were really expecting a request to transfer. No, nobody was. Yeah. So, it's definitely definitely interesting. Definitely a little surprising, but he's just trying to do what's best for him and I don't think anybody can blame him for that. Right. And the thing you have to keep in mind is the odds of him transferring are like less than 1%. Yeah. Um so I mean there's like he's probably not even probably like there's a 99% chance that he gets drafted and like a, a really good chance that he gets drafted in the first round. Um, I, I heard somebody say, I don't remember who it was. The transfer is not really a big deal. It just kind of makes NC state look bad. And I agree with that. Yeah. Uh, um, so you'd re- really rather he don't do that, but yeah, it is what it is, and uh, like I said, most likely he's going pro. It doesn't even matter. It, w- it was a little shocking, but um, we'll see what happens there. It would have been nice to have him back, but the odds were very slim. We were talking about this earlier. From what I understand, the only way that he does transfer, I remember this came up a while ago, uh, the NCAA is looking to pass a rule that allows people to transfer immediately, and... A, that's a terrible rule, uh, and B, uh, if that pa- like you'd have to have a certain GPA. I think three point is is what you have to have uh, if it passes, and that's the only way that Omir transfers. He's not transferring and sitting out at another school. From what I understand, that's just not going to happen. He's only transferring if he can play immediately uh, if this rule passes. But and if he's not going to get drafted, and right, <laughs> and if he's not going to get drafted, but um, I think that rule is a terrible rule. Uh, I just a three point GPA is good. Don't get me wrong; you're making a three point GPA in college, you're smart. But here's the thing: as an athlete, as an athlete, those I mean a- anybody, but you right, know. those athletes, the athletes have how many tutors do they have? You know, they get all the help they need. They you know, I know they miss class a lot, and it just a three GPA is is good. It is. It's not spectacular though, and um, I just think that they should use this as a reward. Like, hey, if you make these certain grades, you know, you should be able. You will. Well, you're you'll be a free agent basically, and I just like a three GPA. Like, how is that? Like, that's not a reward because you know eighty percent of 
athletes have a 3.0 GPA, at least. 80% of uh, revenue athletes, anyway. I bet non-revenue athletes, literally every single one of them has a 3.0 GPA. Because they're not bringing in money to the university, so if you're not making the grades, you're not, you know, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I remember, you know, somebody was talking about this, like, well, how many players on the team have a 3.0 GPA? Well, I know for certain that A, Braxton Beverly, Torn Dorn, and uh, Omir all have 3.0 GPAs because they were all academic. Then you have Sam Hunt and um, Al Freeman who have 3.0 GPAs because they're in grad school. Like, you're not going to be in grad school if you don't have a 3.0 GPA, mm, right? True. And Abu used to, uh, I'm not sure if he is anymore, but he was acad- all ACC mm-hmm. academic. So... That's the entire team right there, right? That's everybody. And I'm sure if you went on the football team, you'd you'd see the same thing. Ryan Finley, Naheem Hines, Bradley Chubb. Every single one of those guys has a 3.0. So I just, a 3.0 isn't, I mean, then it's just going to turn into chaos. It's going to be free agency for everybody. And I think you really have to make it a reward and make it, you know, if you work really hard, you know, you're not going to get a 3.0. Five, three point six. If you're not working really hard as an athlete, that's what I think it should be. I think it should be three point five. If you get a three point five, look, you can transfer without sitting out. I would say even like a three point like two. Like it doesn't sound like a lot, but yeah, you know, like you have to like. I think without looking at it, it's hard to tell. I'd be interested to see like a bell curve of. the the athlete's GPA, you know? Yeah. See, like, all right, allow the top 10%. You see what I'm saying? Allow the top 10% to be able to transfer without. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, I can't can't tell you what that number would be without looking at the numbers, and I don't know where we'd find them. But the NCAA has them, I'm sure. My thing with the whole situation is, like, if you just allow athletes to start transferring wherever they feel like and not sitting out with no, like, repercussions or anything like that it's kind of like your original choice doesn't hold any stock in it right you know it's just kind of like all right might be here for a year but uh, i'm gonna keep my grades up so i can just go jump over there really fast and it just or go jump over there the year after that and it's just like everyone's going everywhere so it's like what like yeah you might like this sounds awful but like you might as well be in high school at that point right you just switch districts, go whatever school you want to go to. Like, it doesn't, like, you know, you're no, kind I of, get what you're saying. like. And it's hard because you want to give the kids the choice. But, and I know a lot of people compare coaches. Well, coaches don't have to sit out. <clears throat> Do something with that then. Make, if a coach is going to leave a school, then say, all right, you got to sit out a year and that school's going to have an interim coach or something like that. I mean, is that like before their contract runs out? Is that what you mean? If they decide to leave yeah, before a contract? Yeah, they decide to leave a school. Like, if Kevin Keats is going to come to NC State, okay, he's got to sit out a year or something like mm. Well, what do you? how do you make it fair then? So how come coaches can leave whenever they want, but players can't? That's kind of the thing. Or you could. this is what would really be practical is if your coach left, then you can leave without having to sit out. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. Kind of like what happened with Braxton Beverly this past year. Right. Although that, he I was mean, technically a transfer because he was enrolled in class. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. His coach left. 
Like, I right. mean, obviously the NCAA made the right decision in that matter, but. Braxton Beverly's case was unique because he had enrolled early. Everybody else in his recruiting class hadn't enrolled yet. And so they could just ask out of their letter of intent. Mm-hmm. But Braxton had to get out of the whole school and transfer. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's what I would do. I would. I wouldn't even. I wouldn't even get rid of the transferring rules as they are. I would just say if your coach leaves, you can leave, but otherwise you got to sit out a year, no matter what your grades are. I yeah. just think that's dumb. Yeah. Honestly, I agree. But if you're gonna have it, then you got to make them have a, you know, three point whatever. Not just a. It's three almost po- like we're gonna have this rule, but it might not be that hard for you to achieve it. So. Right. And also, my my issue with that is, every school is different. You know, so like NC State's 3.0 GPA is completely different than like ECU. Yeah, I'm not trying to like rag on anybody, but like every school is different. So if you're coming from here, we go. Here's another one. If you're coming from Charlotte, like like Torn Dorn did, if you're coming from Charlotte, I'm sure his GPA at Charlotte is a little bit different than his GPA here. Not yeah. saying that Charlotte's not a good school because it is. Like I applied there. You know, but like Yeah. Every school is different. So yeah. how can you compare like You can't compare, compare 3.0 at yeah. Stanford and anywhere else. Yeah, exactly. That was that was good. That's yeah. Good and like some schools hold their athletes to different standards too. Mm-hmm. Like at Stanford, like you like you have to have those grades. And, like you know, when Bo Hines left, I bet his GPA here was a lot different than what it is now. No, well, I don't know. It, it's it's frustrating because we want these players to stay at school for four years, and I don't know. Maybe you place a limit on how many times it gets transfers. Yeah. But it just there's got to be a better resolution than just saying, "All right, hey, if you have a three you're a free agent." Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. that just. That just doesn't sit well with me. Um, I don't think anything else. We'll look to see what else happens with the basketball thing. They're, I think they're going to look to add a grad transfer, mm-hmm. um, big guy, because you don't want two freshmen playing. Um, Congratulations to all of our national champions. Yeah. Swimming. Wrestling and swimming and diving. Michael Machiavello won. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what weight weight limit or weight class, weight class he is. I feel like he was one. Yeah, something like that. Uh, I'm really sorry swimming, if I got that wrong. Swimming, we had what? Three, oh, geez, yeah. We had 100 backstroke. Um, I know for one a One of fact. the long ones. Because that one blew my mind because I'm a former swimmer and he swam a 140 seconds. And yeah. that just blows my mind. Yeah, so... Uh, Congratulations to those guys. I think it's hilarious how Chapel Hill fans always talk about how we don't have national championships, but well, we, we do. We do, though. Yeah. We really do. Yeah. And we have... Uh, we have a lot. We could fan ourselves with them. Yeah. And gold medalists, too. Yeah. <laughs> but... Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty crazy, actually. Yeah. Anything? Uh, anything else to add? That's why we're sixth in the Directors' Cup. Yeah, we could talk about that, too. Sixth yeah. in the Directors' Cup is very impressive. I think we were in the 80s or something before mm-hmm. Debbie I was hired. And we don't even have – well, I actually – I want to correct myself here. We don't have all of the 
athletics or all the sports teams that other schools do. Like Stanford has, you know, water polo, lacrosse. Um, field hockey. Rugby. Yeah, field hockey. We don't have those sports, but actually I think the way it works is you can only use a certain number of sports to count towards the Director's Cup. I Now, I don't know if those sports are chosen by the team or by the NCAA, mm-hmm. but either way, it's impressive to be sixth. I wonder if you have to like also input those teams before the season starts, so it's not yeah. just like, oh, I'm going to use these because they won. You right, know? yeah. I don't know. Uh, we'll see. But I, I think that was before basketball and women's basketball had added in, and obviously the baseball team is, is up, going to get a lot of points too. Um so yeah, we all around great things. Fini- yeah, sixth so far. Fantastic. Uh, we probably have a legit shot to get into the top five, but um, we'll see what we'll see what that does at the uh, end of the year. Uh, anything else to add? Don't think so. All right, um, we'll probably try to have a guest on next week to talk about some baseball. Because um, time like is running short. Only like a month left of me. Yeah, of you being sentimental. Yeah. Okay. So sad. Um. Yeah, so we'll probably try to have a guest for baseball. Talk about some baseball on there. Um. But yeah, that'll do it. Anything? I feel like this is the 14th time I've asked you. It anything, is. But anything else? To still add? don't have anything. <laughs> All right. We'll keep an eye on the baseball team headed to Virginia Tech this weekend. I play George Mason tomorrow too. But uh, Dollar Dog Day. Dollar Dog Day. There you go. If you need a reason to come, the hot dogs are good, too. But they are. I ate yeah. two on Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> so if you don't like baseball, there's still a reason to come to the game. Yep. All right. Funnel cakes, fried Oreos. You got it all. It's basically the fair. Sorry. Okay, now I'm done. <laughs> all right. That's going to do it for this edition of The Howler. want to thank you for listening. Make sure to check in again next week. Thanks for listening to The Howler, a service of PAC-TV. Find out more at go.ncsu.edu slash sports.